Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the uh, to Footballistically Arsenal. I forgot what it was called there for a minute. Uh, AKA the Arsenal Podcast. I'm Boyd Hilton. Unfortunately, Psychic Josh, my trusty psychic, is is away this week. He went to Hull yesterday with Alex Brooker, a regular guest on the podcast. Maybe they're like fall in love, move to Hull. I don't know. Just I'm just I'm just still out celebrating. Still out yeah, celebrating. That's whatever. That's the voice of Nigel Mitchell. Hello. A voice of reason, Nigel. I think in these times of. Madness and anger <laughs> and general people getting getting really furious about stuff towards us. So it's good that you're here. Thank I do you. feel you're very you know you're, you can anchor us hopefully. To well, reality. let's find out. Let's find out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ollie Chess is here. Who's mm-hmm. kind of is that Hello? pronunciation of your surname? It is. Yes. Yeah. It's not just C. Yeah. Not just C. Not French. I'm not. No. no. You're British. I am. You're an associate of the great Josh. Yes. Yeah, I'd like to say a little bit more than friend. that. But yeah, if he said Close associate, we'll go friend. with that. Friend, yes. And definitely. Arsenal fan. And you tweeted me yesterday at Theo. Yeah. What did you tweet me? What did you say? Uh, I'm not a big fan. No, you're basically. not. No. Basically, I, you and what, many people tweeted me at I, Theo. He got lucky yesterday, was, yeah. the, was the gist. Yeah. You're all right. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll discuss that. <laughs> I don't a, want to go on to... What a brace, though. Good brace. Good brace. Double brace. Double brace. As you saw, I saw you yeah. tweeting, <laughs> double brace. Yeah, it was a double brace. Exactly. That is the voice of Kenny. Um, a, a kind of a people might, if they watch Arsenal fan TV, particularly, you'll see you on there, won't, won't they? People, people might recognise you. Is that fair? Oh, and Sp- YouTube, you're on YouTube as well. Uh, Spurs fans recognise me as well after the game. Oh, what did they do? Well, like, oh, let's just say they weren't very pleased to see me, and um, there was a few um, words that you know children shouldn't listen to. No, and, um, then even though I'm a big lad, I was. You are a big lad. I can I confirm. Big, I'm a big lad. I've got outnumbered, but I thought. Maybe, just maybe, this is one belt where you should walk away. So I decided to take a, uh, wise. Um, a bit of a sprint yeah. towards Bruce Grove. Yeah. 
and saw the bus 149. I said, look, I'm going where it, the bus 149 is going. Wise. I'm sure you were outnumbered, so yeah. I, absolutely outnumbered. Yeah. Absolutely outnumbered. Yeah. White Hot Lane's not a very nice place to go at the best God, of no. times. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm just pleased that you went, frankly. I'm impressed by that. <laughs> Kenny Ken. Ken. Kenny Ken is your official name. Uh, Kenny Ken is Were my... you actually... Were you, is that actually your name, Kenny Ken? In which case, I have to salute you, because, you know... <laughs> well, the thing is, believe it or not... Yeah. Ollie's psychic was the one who actually um, christened me Kenny Ken about um, four years ago. Really? Because I was Josh. Like, Josh did it because we were working on um, Sports Tonight. Yeah. And we were, it was during the European Championships in Ukraine and Poland. Yeah. And I was one of the commentators there. I got very excited. They anointed me as um, England's top number one fan. Wow. And, you know, one of the games I did was England versus Sweden and Theo Walcott scored. So I did the, wow. you know, the Theo Walcott song, you know, like. You know, the police song, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Fear Walcott, Fear, Fear Walcott, he's an Englishman at Arsenal, you know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of, you know, yeah. disgustated a lot as well, yeah. but I didn't swear. So, but how did the Kenny, so Josh, Josh said, oh, Kenny can. Yeah, and, it just, and what's happened is that I've, I've been with sports tonight and everyone's been calling me um, Kenny Ken and that's just, it's just stuck. It's, it's just stuck. Brilliant. It's stuck. I, I use it in my Twitter, Monica, yeah. and even yeah. people who, who know me now call me Kenny Ken. Like, I go to the gym and I go, Kenny Ken. And, and it's I, a brand. It's brand a, Kenny Ken. I don't know, because the thing is, is that there is actually a junglist, GJ, called Kenny Ken. Is there? But I'm... I wouldn't know. But, of course, but if no. you like jungle music... I think yeah. Oh, I love it. I, I, think, I, think, I think it's a bit young for you, Nigel, yeah. but, but yeah. I think you're too young for jungle. It's in, so who's junglist Kenny Ken been in touch? Like, is he annoyed that you've taken his... Uh... I, think, I, think, I think he's very pleased that I've brought, oh, okay. made him famous again. Yeah, exactly. 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 Anyway, we've got a lot to discuss. Um, We've been to, in, before we came on air. Do you go on air on a podcast? I don't know. Before we start recording, we started. We were talking about the ba- the, the infamous banner. So mm. we can get to the banner quite early because it is quite interesting. I mean, we usually start by going over the games. Obviously, that's mm. an important thing to do. But that banner is fascinating. So it, it was unfurled. Um, it's, I mean, it's been around for years, hasn't it? And it's kind of there's this group of people. Well, but you know the story of the banner. Well, the story you? of the banner is is that it's a uh, one person. I've got a lot of time. So his name's DT. Yeah, I've done a lot of podcasts with him this year. I've been to a few away games, a lot of chat, and he's always had this banner. And always, he's, yeah, it's always he, been there. It's not; it didn't just magically appear. It's been it's been around. Yeah, he contemplated taking it to the White, um, White Hot Lane for the North London Derby, yeah. but it was kind of um, changed his mind because it was a case where we wanted all Arsenal fans to get behind each other especially behind a team, so it wasn't the right time. Yeah. But people and opposing the battle would say, shouldn't we always be in that mood of getting it, behind the team? A hundred percent. But the, the thing is, if you look at the actual words, it says, thanks but the, oh, yeah, for the memory. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. For, thanks, thanks for, for the memories. memories. But, you know, thanks but goodbye. Time is up. And that's yeah. all it is. It's not, it's not insulting. But No, you know, it, it's, but you're right. The wording of the banner is, is um, not, it's not offensive. Yeah. It's just, but I guess it's just the idea, isn't it? And the tactic of holding up this big banner in a televised game, mm. and it was shown, I was watching it on, yeah. on TV, it was repeatedly shown quite shown. repeatedly, <laughs> and then, then yeah. a variant gets asked yeah. about it in the post-match interview, and he gets a bit miffed about it, so it's, and then everyone on the radio talks about it, so yeah. it is, uh, I guess that's their point, that's why they're doing it, they want to talk, but equally, I guess a lot of fans, even like, I'm, I'm mm. not, you know, and no one accused me of being bluntly pro Wenger at yeah. all, all times. I mean, you know, I have a lot of issues with him. But I, even I find the banner a bit embarrassing. I guess it's embarrassing is the word to me. But, but, but you think it wasn't the point of being embarrassing. But I think it, that's how it came across. It, it, you know, but it's come across because Ian Wright's had a go. Now, when, now, if you look at a lot of Arsenal fans, when Ian Wright speaks or Henri speaks, oh, he's right. Now, no respect, Ian Wright has been 
criticising Arsene Wenger in public. Yeah. On BT Sports yeah. and on Match of the Day. Yeah. Not that I'm comparing myself to But what I'm trying to say, it's okay for Ian Wright to make criticisms, but the fans haven't got a voice. And that's and that's where that's where it it escalated. I think I think Wrighty's issue was because I was watching. I mean, unfortunately, made up most of the post-match analysis last night, didn't it? Really, and there were issues that I thought, wow, you know, we. We had a sort of a made-up back line last night, and they didn't really talk about the fact that we kept a clean sheet yeah. with yeah. these guys who hadn't really played together in a yeah. match before, and that was a big issue. I thought they glossed over because the banner took centre stage, and they kept playing it. Have a look at this again. Yeah. Have a look at this. What do you think? And then Wrighty was getting irate about it. I think Wrighty's issue with it was the timing of yeah. it because it was the players, and they do. I know this. The players do hear the fans, mm. and they do take note of the fans' mm. mood whether they are happy or whether they're angry, that, that does you know, rub off on the players. And I think last night, that was a time to celebrate. We're through to the quarterfinals. Mm. Yeah. And it was just, I think it was the issue. Everyone right, has a right of opinion. Mm. Football is about opinion, isn't it? Yeah, Everyone's opinion yeah. is different. Yeah. All of us have right. a different opinion so around this table. But yeah. I think the issue Wrighty made was that, is it really the right time to bring yeah, out but that? But when Ian, Ian Wright makes it remark, mm. then what will happen is that because the DT and Ian Wright are t- having a conversation then what happens is DC is the guy the, the, the guy who made the, the, f- the flag is yeah. that a lot of Arsenal fans who are on this sort of um, superstar level i.e. we mustn't say anything against Ian Wright or Arsene Wenger or T. Henry they're now insulting the guy they're making personal comments but 80% of the fan base is behind DT because the thing is you're saying where did you get that where, figure from? Well, this, this, well, I've looked. At, I've looked at the comments on Arsenal fan TV, and I've mm. looked at these tweets, mm. and obviously I've tweeted support as well. Yeah. And the positive, um, you know, like remarks towards DT out, outweigh the negatives. There have been some, you know, mm. delusional, horrible fans <laughs> yeah. who've been making remarks, remarks about DT. And what I want to sort of address that because basically what's happened is that we should all be able to have a conversation regarding Arsenal Wenger. Yeah. He's he's our most successful manager. Yeah. He's been here for twenty years. But in the last 10 years, things have changed. We haven't won a title for 12 years. He's had 20 attempts to win the Champions League. And we only got one final, one semi-final, and we haven't got to the quarter-final in six years. Now, that's, that has to be addressed. And he's, one more thing. And yeah. He's now saying, right, yeah. he's always said that the reason why Arsenal couldn't compete is because of oil money. Well, Leicester City... Haven't yeah, spent. Sure. Oh, yeah. Spurs are not spent. So yeah. what is the excuse now? We've got to ask these questions. Of course, of course. But there's a difference, isn't it? I, I agree with all of that. And I say that most mm. weeks on this podcast. And you're right. Ian Wright does criticise Wenger and he criticises the team. What he criti- but, but there's a difference, isn't there? It, like in your, what I don't understand is, for me, I, I mean, I'm, trying to find, I'm trying to find on Twitter exactly what Ian Wright said. He said, um, this is one tweet. I'll disrespect you all day long just to a fan. This is to DT, right, you're mm. the guy you mentioned. I'm furling your muggy banner after a 4-0 win and plenty of enough games to go. So what he's making, the point he's making is, he's, uh, he's not saying you haven't got a right to show your banner. He's not saying you haven't got a right to question Wenger. He's not really hip- being hypocritical because he, he, what he's saying is the timing of after a 4-0 win and winning, mm. is di- and sh- then showing the banner is odd. When, if you'd have shown it maybe after a 3-0 defeat at half-strength mm. Man United, or any kind of defeat mm. in, in a run where we have had a bad game, then it might have made sense. It just doesn't feel right, does it? And, uh, go on, Ollie, what's your No, opinion? I must say, the, I, I don't like the banner at all. The only thing I actually respect about it is the timing. You can't take it out yeah. after losses only. Oh, okay. Because exactly. it's not your view from game to game. Yeah. You feel that it's time for Wenger to go. 
So whether you win 4-0 at Hull or lose 2-1 mm. at home to Swansea, yeah. you unfurl the banner. Having said that, I don't like the banner. Mm. Um, I, think you go, I think you... I think you... It's not... It's, it's not... Pl- but it's I think, you know, you go, you go to, support, to support the team. Yeah. You should get behind them. Each game is the beginning of a new 90 minutes. You know, people boo at the end of games. It doesn't stop them going from the next game. It's a exactly. new game. You start again. You support. I don't, I don't like the oh, idea oh, of oh, go, taking it to the oh, game. Can I just say one right. question? one thing, right? You say that, but... There was a situation at Brighton two years ago where there was an undercurrent of feeling against Arsene Wenger. Now, f- fans who are behind the manager were attacking Arsenal fans who made dis- who were attacking their own fans because they had the audacity in their eyes mm. to criticise Arsene Wenger. Now, that can't be right. But that and happened you- in both... There was, unfe- there was bad feeling mm. of various games. I mean, last season, yeah. the last couple of seasons, there have been moments when it's got really, really bad, mm. as it has done every year at some point yeah. in the last few years. There's bad feeling between the two groups who are really... You know, they, they even have the AKBs and the WOB, yeah. all of that stuff. But I think to put it on one side of that, for me, I see really disrespectful tweets from people who, are the, people who want Wenger out. And I'm sure some of the people, those 80% of the people you say supported... Mm. I mean, I think there's also there's difference between wanting Wenger out, in, mm. in whatever percentage you, you mean that, and supporting the banner. So I think those are two different things. So mm. I, I have issues with Wenger, but I don't support the banner. But secondly, I think, there's, because we've got two factions, mm. clearly, and I think they're both kind of at various times a bit extreme for my, mm. for my mm. liking. The way what, they express in you trust? But, yeah, but what I see on Twitter, on social media, is people really disrespecting Wenger from the, from the ones who want him out, calling him a cunt, you know, we can yeah. say that on this I show. Have, I have, you know, I, have, I mean, that's, that's, that's wrong, isn't it? And the banner for me is on, I know it's a polite wording, mm. you're right, but for me it's kind of in that, it's just disrespectful it, and it's, I, I don't find it, but, but, it doesn't sit with me, that's oh, all I'm oh, saying. Sorry, but, I think in the, all Ian Wright was saying, it doesn't mm. kind of sit with him, but he's still critical of Wenger. Yeah, but the thing is, there is an undercurrent of feeling at the club now. The, the situation is we're facing the possibility now of Leicester City and yes. Tottenham yes. winning the Premiership. Yes. Now, if they, that happens, Arsene Wenger's got nowhere to go. He's got no... He's, what if he wins the cup for the third time? A record. We, yeah, but has you he, say, has he, can, he, can he stay on? No, he can't. No? He can't. Arsene what, Wenger... Like you, think the, you think the 80% that you cite would, all, that would think fundamentally, no, that's not good well, enough. Well, the, the thing is, Arsene Wenger, right... Mm. Is like should have gone seven years ago, in my opinion. <laughs> seven? Seven years ago, and I'll wow. tell you why. If I, it was the time Arsene Wenger should have gone was in the semi final of, of the Champions League against Man United when Cristiano Ronaldo scored that 40 yard free kick. That proved to me that he cannot win the big games. And since then, our record against the big clubs has been abysmal. Well, now, weirdly, this season, kind of, this season, we've uh, it's good. We've club. won yeah. against the big clubs yeah. and we're losing against the shit world. Well, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, but what I'm trying to say, yeah. my problem with Arsene Wenger. Has never been in terms of um, the money he spent on strikers, although I, f- I feel that he should have paid um, Liverpool whatever they wanted for Luis Suarez. Yeah, I and he should have spent more no, money it, yeah. trying to get a striker. Yeah. That's not my problem. Right. My problem with Arsene Wenger is tactical. Always has been and always will be tactical. He, what Arsene Wenger does mm. is that he goes out, he, he doesn't watch the opposition. What he does, he says, right, go out and play. The modern player needs tactics and these guidance alright yeah. Arsene Wenger when he first came to Arsenal we had ready made leaders he had Adams Keown Bold mm. Dixon in the back four plus he had David Seaman these are game managers you don't need to tell Tony Adams right how, how to um, change tactics during a football match sure. but these guys need to be need to be 
right? Taxi Cottage. What, what do you say to that? You mean you, you know, you you know people who work at the club. You 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 know you're a vo- one of the voices of in, in a way of, of Arsenal. What do you say to that accusation that people do make that he's tactically he doesn't work hard enough? He doesn't. Well, I think every single player at that club, um, as far as I know, when we you know do interviews with them, have the utmost respect for him, and they come to that club to learn from him. Now, my argument to you to your argument would be well what are they learning from him then if you're saying he's not giving you tactical advice and all that kind of stuff and also we don't really know i what? mean we don't really know what goes on in that dressing room even you know mm. people who work at the club only it's a it's a select few who are in that oh, dressing oh, room who guys, really guys, know what goes on in there sorry to interrupt you ollie boyd and Nigel. i'll tell you i'll tell you i'll tell you what's going on patrick vieira mentioned the fact that arsene wenger doesn't concentrate on the tactic the tactical side of the game. Now, if you look at players who left Arsenal, Fabregas and Nasri had to learn the game again because tactically, they were, tactically under Arsene Wenger, they were, they were not prepared for the big games and they had to have a lobotomy. And that's a fact. <laughs> Sorry, a tactical lobotomy. That's a fact. That, well, you can't dispute that. I think, I you think, cannot dispute that. Were both of those players that much better after they left Arsenal? Mm. Well, mean, they won trophies. They won a big trophy. They were in, they're in teams which yeah. spent a lot more money mm. yeah, throughout even, the squad, even, weren't they? Even I mean, these so, things are complicated, aren't they? Tactically, they had to learn how to play the game. Cesc Fabregas, who I've got no time for, <laughs> one, of the thing, one of the things Cesc Fabregas was always argued with Arsene Wenger about, yeah. and I know that in good authority, is that he had to persuade Arsene Wenger to watch the opposition because the opposition watched Arsenal. This mm. is how you play Arsenal. I know, yeah, okay. Let me, t- I think, even if we take, and, I, and we hear this a lot, I mean, I have heard, of course, you know, I mean, I th- I've heard Martin Keown say, you know, who, yeah. who knows more than any of us, I imagine, exactly. even you, Nigel, about yeah, what goes true, on. You know, he has said that, that Wenger doesn't, doesn't really look going, didn't you, well, what he said is, didn't used to, and what he's, what I've heard him say recently is that he's doing it more. And I think, I think there is evidence on the pitch, isn't there? When we've played City, when we've played some of the big games, Spurs tactically. I mean, what, what did he get? Yeah, right? Tactically against Spurs, yeah, it was good. Yeah, but he's so why, in the big why, why games. Why Spurs? Why Spurs? Why the well, big games? Why Barcelona? Why are we not playing with two central midfielders? Why is it the opposition when they play Arsenal always have a spare man? Barcelona had a spare man against us. Yeah, we're playing Barcelona, Barcelona have a spare man What I'm trying to say, when you're playing in big games, you need to have two centre midfielders. When you play Ramsey in centre midfield, you have a player that is going forward all the time and he's not tracking his runners back. And that's what happens a lot with Arsenal. Man United beat us last week because... They, they identified two weaknesses. They identified that our centre halves were not going to get protection from the back four, and identified that Ramsey is going to leave gaps. It's easy tactics. I That's agree why they beat I us. Actually, I would actually disagree a fair bit. Mm. I think one talk of tactics is because there's so much talk around the game. There's so many articles written about football. Mm. It keeps people employed to talk about tactics, to do chalkboards and that Stats. sort of thing. Yeah, I, I don't think <laughs> yeah. the game is actually that complicated. Why are, I think Arsenal, if you look why are at, Arsenal so easy to beat in the big games? Why do they I don't not, think they are so easy. If you, the the United, games, if you look at the United yeah. game, if you look at the United game, I know it was touched on last week, but first goal, Theo tries to run it out, loses the ball. Second one is just awful defending. Uh, Rashford getting in between the centre-backs. I actually think if you watch Arsenal for, for 90 minutes of a game, 85, 86 minutes, they set up nicely, four, you know, they set up defensively, 4-4-2 with Ozil and Giroud sort of 
chasing the ball on the back. It's those silly individual moments yeah. that keeps costing us games. It's not right. tactical. Again, against, Bar- make- against yeah. Barcelona, you could argue for 60 minutes, mm. you go, whoa, hang on a minute, we might come away. We, we might come yeah. away with something here. Why is it only against, in the big games, that Arsene Wenger reacts? Why is he not proactive tactically? That's I agree, awesome. I have to say, I agree with Kenny Oblodzic. Tactically. Yeah. I think where you're right, and I do think Kenny has a big point here, is for a lot of this season, let's face it, the midfield hasn't worked, has it? He's had Ramsey, or whether it's... Um, but, but they've been hampered by injuries in the midfield, so they've been sure. adjusting... But Ramsey, when they, in which case... Asked, Ramsey asked to, was telling anyone who would listen to play centre midfield. Yeah. He's got his position. Yeah. He's about, as far as I could, a centre midfielder basically has two jobs. Yeah. When you've got the ball, and when you don't have the ball. You're meant to track yeah. your runners. Chelsea game, when even before uh, Mertesacker got sent off, Willian... And Fabregas was like the orchestra mm. of, of, you know, like of the concerto. And William was just running past Ramsey all the time. Now, well, ta- that's right. not good enough. Right, now, now I agree with you on all of that. But the mm. interesting thing was, against Spurs, of course, he changed it, didn't mm. he? So he had, he had he El had, Nene. He had no choice. But he did. I mean, well, he didn't have a choice. He could have kept... He well, we have... lost, again, he lost two games. He lost but two leg saying, games before. Finally, he couldn't afford to lose against I, Tottenham. I totally <laughs> agree with you. I, 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 I totally agree with you in the sense that I think... For some reason, in, in that game, in that Spurs game, that, that lineup for me was like, oh my God, at last. I looked sort of Welbeck playing Welbeck. I know Welbeck's been injured for most of the season, but I mean, he preferred Welbeck to Giroud. Mm. He, he, you know, he, I mean, I love Theo, but he dropped Theo. He took big decisions, didn't he? Yeah. He played El Nenny, which people were like amazed that first get full game against Spurs. And, yeah. it, and, pretty, and it worked, apart from the sending off, which was. Absolutely tedious yeah. beyond all belief. Yeah. It worked. So then, so Nigel, doesn't that then reflect, as Kenny's kind of implying, doesn't that really strongly suggest there has been a big issue with tactics and the midfield, particularly for a large part of the season, and with Giroud up front, that perhaps none of those things were good enough? I think also the form of players has, has mm. dipped, hasn't it? And that's, mm. that's one issue that I spoke about with someone who I work closely with uh, pitch side. So we're going after the Swansea game. Going, so what, what do you think? Where is it going wrong, do you think? And yet yeah, maybe the tactics are an issue. Mm. But also, rather than having one player who's had a dip in form, you've had, you know, Sanchez who's oh, had a yeah. bit of a dip in form. Yeah. And you've had Giroud who's had a bit of a dip in yeah. form. Theo who's had a bit of a dip in form. Now, if you've got one player who's got a dip in form, <laughs> you can, the, the rest of the team can sort of do a bit of a job. But if you've got four or five players who are struggling with that dip in form, then those questions but are... But who can you asked. blame? For, so if that number of players, I agree with you... Having it been formed, who was just there can only be one person responsible, can there? I mean, well, that, what, I mean and then where does it stem thought... from? Doesn't it partly stem from the tactics? And if he tried, he, like, he relentlessly stuck with mm. his formation pretty much mm. and his key personnel for most of this season. And, and yet, for me, like, for weeks and weeks, we had Flamini and Ramsey particularly, which was not working. You could see after about two or three games. Well, that, well you it say was that. When Cazorla, and, when Cazorla and Sanchez first got injured, we won the next we five won the games. Next, yeah. Now, I can't remember who they were Because there was an against. injury crisis, wasn't there? Yeah. And everyone went, and that's we it, we've blown it. Yeah, because yeah, we won the games because we had a hungry player in, in Joel Campbell coming in who was working hard. He had something to prove. And he was actually giving us balance in the midfield. That's and also, I would say, we won the games and we didn't play well. We didn't play well. We, we haven't play played well consi- consistently mm. with pre-Spurs, mm. and you know, I mean, tactically against Barcelona, it was it was we, you know we did a pretty good job until mm. they basically lulled us into four seasons ago, didn't to go there. Mm. But what I, what I do think I do, Kenny's, I think Kenny's got a really good point, in, which is that for a large part of this season, the tactics and personnel have felt just tired and relentlessly stuck with. Mm. I think I that? think the last few games we've looked particularly tired. And I, but I think that sort of comes hand in hand with the poor results mm. and the lack yeah. of confidence. It, it all basically looks like the same thing. I think before that, I don't think we were playing 
brilliantly. But I still think when, when Arsenal fans say we're not playing brilliantly, they think, how did the Thierry Henry team play at home to Watford? Mm. Oh, they went out mm. and they won 5 0. I don't we think did used to score a lot more goals than we did. This season, and this season this particularly, we, yeah, it's we've been woeful, really struggling. Isn't it, but I there must be a reason why. Sure they're still on, was it, 20 21 goals? 21 goals, yeah. goals for season. So yeah. it's, let's, no. talk, let's, talk enough, no, let's talk about Giroud. Let's talk about Giroud, because there's a weird thing with Giroud. So, even, so last night, he scores two goals. I thought he was terrible in the first The whole team was pretty bad in the first half. Well, Giroud should have been in there getting the ball. Oh, yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, Theo was. They almost swapped roles. Hang on, what's Theo doing? ridiculous, exactly. But he got an incredibly lucky. He literally got a Presented to him on a plate, the goal so last you need, night. You I know you need that, but what I'm saying is, can you? Re- so on BT Sport, the commentator goes to whoever it was, Ian Wright, I think it was, said, "Oh, you know, so just do you not get enough credit because he's on his 20 goals? He might score." <laughs> I'm like, no, he's still had two long periods this season, eight games maybe, and then nine goals. We well, didn't score at all. That's not good enough, is it, for for your main up front player? No, but again, if you're if you're playing with confidence, you. And you're not nervous mm. in front of it. A lot of the, the time, you, th- you kind of get the impression he's a bit nervous in front of goal, don't you? Just watching from where I watch, you kind of get... Absolutely. A bit, and it's yeah. almost they're too nervous to do anything. And playing with confidence will give them the confidence to do even better. Well, and so last night's win, mm. I think now that they've got those goals under their belts, hopefully they can go out when we play Watford on, on Sunday. And they go, do you know what? We can. We can score goals. And we, we played, we played mm. well against... OK, it wasn't the biggest test against Hull, but it doesn't, the result will do much more for them. And I don't know if you saw the, the evening standard tonight, no. if this story is to be believed. Um, but it, Theo has come out and said that the team actually had uh, one of, uh, one of the, their meetings oh. again. Yeah, um, before, thing, it? before the, well, no, Arsenal have done it for years, though, in the halfway house at Highbury. I'm reading a book about Highbury at the moment, and you go back to the to the '71 double season, and McClintock took all his players into into mm. that room, the ha- halfway house, and and they had a crisis meetings during that season, and gave each other a dressing mm. down away mm. from the management. Right, so this was a meeting from, that so, Theo was talking so about Theo, without the manager. In the Evening there. Standard tonight, Theo is talking about a meeting that the big players at the club called um, again. I've not been to the club today, so I don't know if this yeah. did take place. Or it's been reported that it has. And they are taking some of the responsibility and saying, what do we need to do in these big games? And stepping up to the plate. And well, last I, night, hopefully, was the first step. Yeah. Kenny's about to say, and I'm about to say as well, yeah. why? it's got to be every game, hasn't it? It has got to be. You has, look at Leicester, but, yeah. it's Spurs, I hate to say it, yeah. but... You look, watch them, whoever they're playing, they achieve a level of, hmm. of kind of power and passion... In all of every single game that we only do achieve, I think Ken is right in in these games against think, the big yeah. teams. Now, yeah. it's, it's, I wonder in it's that meeting. One, like, right? I, I would yeah. love to be a fly on the wall in that meeting. Where did they go to Theo? Why? Have we, why were you so shit against Man United? I mean, I, I'm Theo's biggest defender, but he was so bad. It was like I was bewildered. I was, Theo you know, Walker's not going to play for Arsenal. No, I don't agree with that. He's not. <laughs> you're <laughs> never going to win not, here, Ken. Not, <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah, Dave. Apart from pace, what has he got? He's, well, he's tact- scored, but, but tactically. And I'm going to go back to tactics, yep. game management, personal game management. We're still waiting 10 years for him to deliver that. Come on. We're a big club now. This is, this is, this is not like some um, finishing school for the Fame Academy. I can't, go, I can't talk about Theo too much because everyone hates me talking about him on this podcast because mm. like, everything I say is so predictable. Come on, just, my, my thing about Theo, I'm just a fan of his and I'm, his, I'm not going to stop whatever anyone says. I'm not asking you to and there's stop. nothing I'm logical about it, it, by the way. When did this obsession begin? Oh, I met, you know, I've always liked him right yeah. from the start. I've liked the, he's yeah. the kind of player I like. I think on it, because you know, when you see a player scoring a hat-trick for England yes. and the pace and I think when he doesn't think about it too much, goal scoring skill that he's got. I love him. So <laughs> it happened from the start. Then I didn't meet him, you know. And all this. So, you know, yeah. that's why I like him. But anyway, I take on with everything you said. I think 
Uh, well, I'd say is when he's played up front or when he's played in the position. Because in, in his post-match interview last night, I'm now talking about him too much, he made the point that he's played not only been played out wide, but not on the right side, not but on the side of no, the side. Player. I, 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 what player. Players don't have get, to attack. They don't, do they, though? I mean, top players, players have their best position, don't they? Mm. I don't think his best Giroud, position... You wouldn't play Giroud out on the, on the wing, would you, and expect him to present the same performance as he does when he's up front? No, but Theo yeah. Walcott's best position isn't up front. There's no reason why the way we play when you have mm. your left winger and right winger cutting in and your fullback's getting forward. He sh- his run all game long should be from the right wing in behind the left, the, the opposition's left back. He shouldn't be playing in the middle of two centre backs all day long. It hmm. should be in behind the left okay. back. We've got to stop talking about Theo because people will be annoyed. <laughs> Lem, I want, the one t- player I do want to talk about is Welbeck. So for me, oh. so this is my what, slightly. What, I mean, I'm mm. thrilled that we got through the, last night, and mm. I think I think we're going to go on and win the cup for the third time. I think that is. For me, I it's like written in the stars. Oh, so that's I going hope to happen. So. It's all good for Chelsea. <laughs> I think even then, no, I think we can beat Chelsea. I, I, ah, I think we'll win that. But so, but, but what worries me about last night is because I know the way. I think I know the way Wenger's mind works. Is he's seen Giroud scored this brace, right? And now he's going to go. Even though clearly against Spurs, for me that attacking mm. lineup with Welbeck up front, mm. who for me, for me, right? I'm going to ask you this, Nigel. Is it not the case that Welbeck can do everything that Giroud can do, but other things, and he does the Giroud things better anyway? Mm. Isn't it the case? He's just better, isn't he? For me, like, he, he puts more work in, he's faster, he can hold up the ball and play with his back to goal. Why, what's the, what, like, why? I, I think the thing with Danny is we've had less time to watch him, so our opinion sure. isn't necessarily as formed as it is of Olivier. Because uh, Olivier has been the man who's been in the spotlight yeah. for the whole season. Because yeah. Danny's been coming back from injury, and even when he joined us, you know, he didn't have that many games mm. in the spotlight. But every time he has played for us, and of course he's all automatically a, a legend at Arsenal because he scored against Man United yeah. in that game last season, and then, of course, the Leicester mm. game as well. So our opinion of him is instantly much bigger because he's, he has stepped up in those games and performed. So over a period done. of time... It's about football, does. Yeah, but over a period of time, let's see, I think we need to give... Him a run in the team to see. Okay. But do, to do see. you think? Can you think Kenny now? Might do you have this feel like I do that now? Jerusalem got that too, and Wenger loves him. He's like Wenger's son. He's going to bring him back and put force Welbeck to play out wide, just because he need, he wants to bring bring Giroud back. Whereas clearly well, the see. best option let's is Welbeck up front. If, if, Forget Giroud. Think about it. Right, is that half of us think we, that we ain't got a chance to win the league, and half of us think we have got a chance. Now, I'm t- now what we need to do at Arsenal is play the best team. Let's not yes. wait for. F- for Drew to get back in the form. If our formation states that mm. Welbeck should play up front, mm. then it doesn't matter whether we're in form or not. It's, all a, it's a business now. We're in a results business. Yeah. Nine games, 27 points, and, in, and let's see where it takes us. It's not, a gap, it's not about waiting for Theo and Drew to get back in the form. We've got to be ruthless. Now, you said, you, you mentioned, Nigel, you mentioned about players losing confidence mm. and you had pressure. Mm. I'm sorry, but Arsene Wenger's, one of Arsene Wenger's biggest comments in the years he's been here is that you can always tell a player's personality on the football field then if that's the case over the last 10 years he's a very bad judge of character <laughs> I'm sorry about that I'm sorry about that because big game players step up they have to find a way to win mm. and in 10 years since we since we moved to Emirates Arsenal Football Club have fundamentally failed to do that on a regular basis and that's why people like me want to change yeah. and, but, people, and people like me and DT sure. are not are, and now fed up we're fed up of course what if we what if we do you know make use of those 27 points and go and win the league this year just saying I'm just saying throwing it out there does your position change or do you still say no not at all because what a way to say goodbye Mm. what a way to say goodbye because you look at next season right the ball game's going to change now Man City 
have got rid of Pellegrini. Not because he's doing a bad job, he ain't winning trophies. It's because the best next manager is available, which means they're stepping it up. Man United are reacting to that because they're getting Mourinho. Liverpool got... No, let's, 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 <laughs> no, come on. It's the worst kept secret of football. What, <laughs> well, they might not know, though. They well, might not. Yeah. What, because of but the Canaria? No, what, what I'm, what I'm sure. trying to say, guys, sure. is that the stakes are risen now. Yeah. All right? There's no root. There's no reflection. It's stagnation. And keeping Wenger Listen, in the job is stagnation. I agree right? with that. But my question to these two is, because we, we clearly know where you stand. I think <laughs> this is nowhere I stand. I, 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 you know, I think we need to change as well. I don't... You know, I've, I've explained before, I don't want them to sack him. It's never going to happen anyway. There's not even point in talking about it. But I would, I think at the end of this season, whatever happens, in a way, I think he could, he, he, you know, I mean, if you, if we, I mean, I don't, we're not going to win the league anyway, I don't think. Nigel, do you think, do you, that's my question to you two really, whether, isn't it, doesn't it feel, it's, A, looking at the actual games we've got and looking how far Leicester are ahead and how a little bit Spurs are ahead and there's a challenge coming up of City, of course, and maybe even United, God, God help us, but, do you, either of you in your heart of hearts now still think we are going to win the league? And B, if we don't, it is, as Kenny says, a real statement, isn't it? That all, that, all the stuff that we didn't have money, it does put the whole thing into perspective, doesn't it? Um, I, deep down, I don't think we will now. Mm. Um, I, I would, I, if I may, I'd say two things. Firstly, I think if Leicester win the league... Most Premier, you know, Pochettino should be sacked. <laughs> yeah. No, he should. I mean, I know it's an Arsenal podcast, but Pochettino, <laughs> yeah. Mark Hughes, well, Tony Pulis. Why? Because Leicester came seventeenth this year. If they can do it, why can't Stoke? Yeah, well, why what, can't but West Brom? This, this is an Arsenal show, though. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just, right, I'm right, saying, I don't want to Arsenal go into Lengel's that. Got, but Arsenal has got his best chance of winning yeah, no, the league, and he's blowing it. I but also, the only thing I'd say, I take your point, but I would interrupt and just say a lot of the other managers have actually won the league in recent years. Pochettino hasn't, but he's only been there what two years. I mean, whereas Wenger has been with us for you know yeah. decades. Ranieri's not playing with his own team, no. though, is he? You know, he's playing with Nigel Pearson's team, effectively. Mostly, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, well, that but that makes the, the achievement even more incredible well, as a managerial feat, doesn't it? I mean, that puts again, you know, the, the Wenger situation. Yeah, a lot of people would say the thing is good, and the thing we're going to go back to, and people are going to be bored with it, is his activity in the transfer market. He's bought an, he's bought a goalkeeper. He has not bought a striker. One of the reasons, well, and the defensive one, midfield, oh, midfield. But one of the reasons why we are struggling is because we're not scoring enough goals. We've got forty course, goals for the season. Yeah. That's not good enough. No, absolutely. Yeah. But Fifty-two you, points. Sorry, but we did interrupt Oli. So no, no, no. I just want to make one she more. Was, point every on. other manager should be sacked if Leicester yeah. win. Carry on. It's going to be a great league next yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> um, on, on the sort of Wenger in Wenger, I think it's um, it's not so different to Brexit as my friends are called it today. Wexit. Mm. <laughs> Everyone thinks there should be a change. You know, yeah. no one's quite happy with the status quo. Yeah. But some are too scared to vote out. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. to say, you know, factor, it's the yeah. fear of, of, of him not yeah. being, yeah. Um, you know, of. Yeah, but the interesting thing about that argument is because a lot of the, um, the staunchly pro um, Wenger people say they make that point, but then they also say that we're being that we're kind of we're being spoiled, and you know because we don't win, we haven't, we're not winning, we're not going to win the league. That, that that we don't have a divine right. But for me, well, that means. Whatever manager we do get, if they don't, then in the first year win the league, that means they're. Well, it depends spoiled. what sort of club do we become. If to... we if we take another manager and we, sit, I mean, I don't think anyone's ever going to be there as long as Wenger. As clearly, football's moved on a long way. But you know, if we brought in a manager and gave him a year, mm. and the fans, you know, and the way the club was then run was actually we're going to change our manager every year, and they, you know, you had to win the league or you're out, like a Chelsea. You know, I mean, fans have to decide whether it's sort of short short term or long term that they're looking for. Uh, Nigel, I was surprised to see where in in the in the funny post um, last night. He talked about how boring the press conferences are, and then then he and oh, he was well, talk- been in enough over the years. <laughs> exactly, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. But I thought that was an interesting thing for him to say because 
a lot of the fans start, were tweeting a lot that said, well, you know, the, the, that's the real problem is, it's, it's that, and it sounds spoiled, and I know Crystal Palace fans and even Spurs fans, whatever, are going to say, you know, but it does feel boring, in quotes, heavy quotes, that we're always in the same position year after year after year. That's kind of the issue, isn't it? I suppose so, yeah. And the questions will therefore always be about the same, the same yeah. topics, which is why you know you, you tend to go to them and go. I'm sure we were sort of you know, <laughs> answering this question. Yeah, I I totally understand and I totally see the frustration. And I think you know, speaking personally, not the opinion of the club here, mm. I, I do see, I understand that frustration. Um, my my thing is that you know he. I've worked with him a lot mm. over the years, and I have nothing but respect uh, for the man. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, I, the day the day that he does decide to call it a day, I think will be a very sad day yeah. for Arsenal oh, God, Football yeah. Club, whenever that may be. And I wonder sometimes if people have thought enough about it. What what is the next stage because what Arsene has done is left a legacy for years to come and the years where we didn't have the trophy that was all about it not getting the here and now and yes let's win trophy 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 Mm. that was about building for the future and Arsenal Football Club is as you know because it's reported enough is in a very secure position for the future of people who are now three and four the junior gunners will be able to support Arsenal Football Club for years to come because of what Arsene Wenger has done Mm. and there aren't that many football clubs in the country that can say our yeah. manager has done that. So I'm, yeah. I'm a big Arsene yeah, fan. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to be biased. Obviously, yeah. I'm a club man. And that's my, that's my, my opinion. Seeing him, so, go on. Seeing, seeing him as you do and talking to do, do you sense a change in mood with him? No, or, no? I don't. I think he's as passionate as ever. I was mm. with him a couple of weeks ago at the training ground um, doing a, a Q&A for, for Barclays. And that passion is still there. And uh, he absolutely loves... The club mm. and he wants you know the, he wants to win the league he mm. wants to win everything in front of him why do the job if you don't believe you can do it mm. no the mat he, he absolutely and I don't want to speak on his behalf yeah. here but from from my experience of yeah. working alongside him and asking him the questions that passion is still there as much as it was yeah. back in 95 be- 96 be- before we talk about we've got to predict the next two games including a very interesting Barcelona hmm. away leg we've got to talk about what kind of team he should select for that which is fascinating to me but I want to ask you Kenny don't you think like I see the you know the, the kind of the people who all the things you've said about Wenger, a lot of which I agree with, but about the, isn't that a lot of it about the club, like you know, and and about being at the Emirates and the atmosphere and you know the crowd. There's a lot more. It's not just as simple as it is him. Like there's Crunky owning, you know, the owner. There's a lot of issues there. And I, for me, like a lot, of, and I feel about this the way that about my, myself sometimes mm-hmm. that actually a lot of what angers me is is about. All of that on top of just him, where I don't think him not being able to win the league for a long time is the only issue. There's a lot more to it than that. Or do you think you, the really it comes down to that particular thing? Well, the thing is, is that there's no doubt that Arsene Wenger loves his football club, mm. and he works extremely hard to put us in the position we should be. My problem with Arsene Wenger is, is that the things that you mentioned, Nigel, about the four-year-olds, right? what us fans want is the glory. We know the club's in good financial state. Mm. We're grateful for that. But it's all about the glory. Mm. And the thing about Arsene Wenger is, is that Arsene Wenger, to me, is not a football coach no more. He's an accountant. He's part of the bank. He's basically a, an accountant for the bank, bank of Arsenal. Not Arsenal Football Club, the Bank of Arsenal. He, he called us customers. He called Arsenal a company. Well, that was in a kind of question about the finances, wasn't it? We're a football club. Yeah, but the, ga- the game has changed unrecognisable. One of these questions was about, you know, 
uh, the 20 years of, um, I think it's 15 years actually, that Barclays have sponsored the Premier League. Yeah. And obviously that sponsorship is coming to an end next season. So uh, a lot of it was, you know, how the game has changed in 15 years. And Arsene said it's unrecognisable from what it was. When I first mm. arrived at Highbury, we had 40 people in the office. Now mm. we've got 700. Mm. The whole game has just gone, you know, it's huge now. Yeah. It's a global thing. So obviously there's going to be much more attention on the job that he does mm. and fans are going to want more but it is re- being realistic it is a commercial thing now it's a commercial mm. it's much more so than it was in 96 mm. you know. but that side of it well I was going to say it, it's fine I mean I mean, in commercial I'm sure we could do better mm. there's lots of issues about that but I, I think Kelly's point is isn't it that yeah as a, we're now among the elite we are like making yeah. more money on a match yeah. day than anyone else but in the world and all this but we've won the FA Cup the last won the FA Cup last year so that's, that's, no, no, that's, no, no, glor- not, that's some kind building. of glory. isn't it building to something yeah, it, I think it's built it's yeah. well it seemed to be this is the fundamental problem it seemed to be building two trophies yeah that's definitely better than 10 years without any trophy and it seemed to be building and he's bought some big players Ozil and Sanchez and then that's the crushing disappointment of this year isn't it if we go on and, and end up finishing third or fourth again even if we do win the cup then we won't have gone forward and that will be the crushing this is, blow this is true anyway I think that's, that's again he'll, you know they'll favourite judge me in May isn't it they'll, they'll he go, did say again because you we do that for 10 years do we have yeah, we've been told to judge him in May let's see what happens let's see what happens judge me in May 2025 but I think it's important <laughs> I think it's so important for, for us to get I understand all the frustrations, obviously, uh, but I think it's so important for us to get behind the team and see what we, we do. We can, get. Yeah, no, no. But for the ninety minutes, we are behind a team. Do you think we, we are? Do you think we are at the Emirates? Right, I have to the say the, the, the Emirates. I think the atmosphere yeah. the Emirates is, but the, that's not that's, that's not design, isn't it? No, I don't think the Swansea game. The Swansea game, one-one, about sixty minutes. Every pass that went that went astray was met with groans and boos. We weren't even losing it. I mean, I don't. I'd never see the time for booing. I, I just. But we don't were playing really bad. Like we we went one up against Swansea. All up, I'm not defending. I mean, there's two issues with the crowd. One is in that particular game, we went one up against Swansea, and I felt, as I said last week, I was going to go on the win this three or four nil, yeah. and then we disastrously let it go, and then we completely lost it. But that's what? why the crowd got. And I do think no, I understand you can't, can you blame angry. the crowd for reflecting a terrible t- turn of events on the. Pitch? I, I just don't see how it can possibly. Help. Now, uh, you know, it's not the, play- can't yeah, help. the players are professional and they shouldn't be affected by but can what's they around expect, them. But I'm sh- here's my question. Can the players expect, if they do that, if they throw away a lead against Swansea at home, can they expect the crowd to be ignore... The terribleness of that and, compl- and relentlessly cheer, like almost mindlessly cheer. Well, I think, I mean, I but think that's what support- isn't that what supporters no, do? I, don't, no, I think I think if we were rational no. about football, we wouldn't go. It's yeah, more than most of us can afford. Right, there's more. There's more sort of disappointment sure. than than you know sort of joy. This isn't anything, the whole point. Is a sixty minutes into a game? Though, no, is it? I but mean, I mean, the bigger question is the atmosphere at the Emirates. And I mean, like Chaz Nuki Burden, who's, who's an occasional, uh, we should have him more often, a staunch Wenger fan. But more, he wrote a really good thing about the Emirates. And comparing it to Highbury, I mean, Highbury was called Highbury the Library, but I, I felt as a fan going when I was in 15, 16 with 54,000 people mm. in the North Bank that the atmosphere was a lot better. On any game, on, like on an average game, whether we're winning or losing, and an average game now at the Emirates, there's something about the design. I mean, you spend a lot of time there. Yeah. The design of it's, it's, it's a corporate, it's, it's a very bland 
place in terms of like there's nothing earthy or if so it's full solace that's a word i would use and i know you know it's your place to work all the time which is a bit sad, you know i'm sure you maybe it. you, you <laughs> love it yeah i mean i love yeah. it on one level but yeah. it is true isn't it compared high, there's something gritty and real about highbury that for me got a better atmosphere going maybe it's because of the standing 54,000 people standing maybe. the seats is, it, it's all to do with that isn't it rather than booing them when they misplaced past against Swansea to me I think, I think the fan base has changed slightly as well over the years you know, oh, of course. at Highbury of course, yeah. at Highbury you, you got much more many more local fans coming mm. didn't you um, whereas you know these days as a lot of as you know oh, corporate yeah. hospitality yes. is, a, is a big thing yeah. and so you get people coming in um, to watch a football match that's rather cool, than yeah. to come watch it. Right. Yeah, but that's that's life. No, that's, 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 that's nice. Life. That's life. how the game has developed. But, but, but that, that's, and that's not just at Arsenal. Yeah. If you, I've been listening to lots of stuff this season about you know atmosphere and stuff like that, and it's not it's not just an issue at Arsenal. If, if I've oh, yeah, no, talking completely. about it, it's an issue at yeah, a lot of stadiums. I agree with you. So it's mostly in London, though. I, I, mm. I think your point is is that if we if you look at Arsenal and Chelsea, if you if you say if you work in a city. And you're working like the West End. Yeah. The nearest clubs is Arsenal and Chelsea. Yeah. So you're going to get the what I call day trippers I know, I or yeah, merchandise yeah. fans. Yeah, yeah. So what they're going to do, right? Right. One, on Tuesday they're going to go to the theatre and watch, you know, Miss Saigon. <laughs> on Wednesday they're going to go watch Arsenal play. Go and watch Arsenal play. And after that they're probably going to go and have a visit down the Buckingham Palace and the mm. Downing Street. So that, that's of that, course. That, that's the sort of fan they've got. Yes. But a lot of the diehard Arsenal fans are staying away from the yeah, Emirates I agree. now. I agree. They're, they're going away games now yeah. because at the Emirates Stadium now, you can't sink because people say, "Look at you, face Well, sit down. Yeah. You can't even have banter with the opposition fan. You, you're having more people thrown, being thrown out the Emirates because they're standing up too much because they're singing. Yeah, it does a feel fun. Match. I, I think people I, get chucked out. I, 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 I know what you're saying. She's had a bit of passion. But I think there is an issue with Come on. I think the the, 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 the stadium, the modern ones, if you look at the clubs that have either, mm. like Man United have gone up to 75,000, even that feels a bit sterile. The ones that have moved to a bigger stadium, like a whole new one life, that does feel like a sterility to the to the atmosphere. I, Whereas if you look at the ones that are still playing in their probably crappier facilities, like Spurs, I mean, I hate oh, to say terrible it. Stadium. Terrible stadium. Terrible <laughs> stadium. But pe- people tell me, people go on about it, saying that the atmosphere is better there. Because of, you know... I think oh, any, any game where you're winning is a good atmosphere. Any home team that's yeah, losing is a bad atmosphere. It has rocked a few times, hasn't it? And when it does... Yeah, for the... Yeah, and especially at night, yeah. Let's... We're running out of time. We've got to make our predictions. And that's... And it's very important. So we've got Watford. <laughs> it's not really important at all. No one gives a flying shit. But I, I, I you know, it's like my sort of fear. Well, like, hang on for 43 minutes. I like minutes carry on doing this. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm never oh. going to give up. Yeah. So we're now playing Watford at home in the cup on yeah. Sunday and uh, Barcelona. Uh, Kenny, what do you think is going to happen against Watford? I think we'll win comfortably. We're a better team than I think we'll win, we'll win 3 1. 3 1. And what about the, the Barcelona? First, do you want, what kind of team do you want to play and what will be the result? Well, the team, because of the injuries, the team's going to have to pick itself. Well, yeah. Spinner is going to play in both games. Yeah, because he's been. I have to say, he's mm. been excellent. Yeah, exactly. He has. I was really worried. Yeah. He has been great. Well, yeah, I was at the game at Water Lane. He was fantastic. He was. Yeah. He is an international goalkeeper. Let's yeah. not yeah. forget. Yeah, we tend to forget that. Well, after the Olympiacos, we well, that's, he's been vilified for that, hasn't he? But yeah. you know, he's been brilliant. Yeah. Stepped up. So at uh, Barcelona. Well, Barcelona, I think we'll, I think we'll give a good count. I don't think we'll lose. I think we'll draw two two. Oh, Maverick. I think the reason why I'm saying that is that. We're clearly not going to win, but you've got to use all these games we've got left as a, basically a form guide. Yeah. I.e., yeah. don't let a bad loss affect, have a dominant effect on the rest of the season. So it's about performances. 
You win at Wolves Watford. You perform well against Barcelona. Then we've got Everton. Yeah. Then after Everton, we've got the international break. Then it's Watford. We carry on. We have a, basically a domino effect of form. Mm. Remember, remember three years ago. Yeah. We lost badly in the North London derby. Mm. We had a beat Bayern Munich, and we went on a no, run. So you seem to imply we're going to go on a winning streak. Well, and I, I we, always we, think we, 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 I don't get see Tottenham out of the way, and then then it's yeah, yeah. the home run. Isn't yeah, yeah. It? yeah. So, <laughs> what, uh, so well, you said two all. Nigel, what's going to happen against Watford? Well, in the I think I, I'd like to think that we would win comfortably against yeah. Watford at the, the weekend. Arsenal employee, um, come on, man, uh, we're going to win. No, he's saying, I, I, no, no, I'd like win. to think we're going to win. I'm, what I'm, score? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say three nil. Three nil. Three nil. I think it's, um, you know, I think the players, and especially after Theo with what he said last night, really want this third FA Cup in a row. It's history making, you know, mm. and also I. I Noticed earlier on this season, it's the 1886 thing as well, isn't it? Because no team has done it since 1886. Oh, right. oh right. and we're yeah, we yeah. in 1886. <laughs> so I would love it for that reason, oh, yeah. just because it's a great story. Yeah, you know. So um, I, the players are, you know, really yeah. want to do it. I think it'd be brilliant uh, to, to go all the way this year. So I'm going for a three nil. And uh, Barcelona. Barcelona. I'm the eternal optimist. Why not? <laughs> what does that mean what's going to happen what are you saying <laughs> who knows I'll go for a draw a draw okay <laughs> yeah. I'll take that I'll, I'll take, take a draw no but you never, know. you never know score you, nev- draw. you never know one all uh, wh- uh, I'm nailing you down to a score okay well then one all one all maybe I'd like to think uh, I'd love to see us, us win it you never but know you never know I but do. I think I know. a one all I do know <laughs> Ollie I'm going to go 2-1 uh, Watford in a sort of I think not dissimilar to the other home games we've had so far against Burnley and Hull quite yeah. tight quite yeah gritty um, Barcelona I reckon we're going to go 1-0 up and lose really? 4-1 like, oh, I think yeah. we did a few years ago <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, you know sort um, of chasing the game yeah. you know, and in the it way that fun. only Arsenal can do when yeah. the hope's yeah. gone and I was, I was thinking about 2-0 and then in the last we, we, we're actually through the last 10 minutes Messi and Suarez go break our hearts <laughs> oh yeah that's a good that's a good story yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's um, very Arsenal that's, yeah, that's very Arsenal that's you're thinking Arsenal. of the most frustrating thing that could possibly happen yeah yeah, yeah. I like it uh, I'm going to go um 2-0 against Watford and I'm going to go 3-1 to Barcelona yeah I think I think yeah I think we'll score but I don't think we stand the hope in hell but it's been who fascinating knows? who knows no, who, who knows? knows that's the beauty of the game it's and the, the beauty match- of this season is that <laughs> no one actually knows I, what's going to happen I'm pretty sure we're going to win the cup and finish third or fourth though um, <laughs> thanks very much <laughs> Nigel sorry right Kenny <laughs> on, that, on that ending thanks very much you've great been brilliant you. thank you yeah. great, to, great to have great you on you. and thanks very much Ollie for being a good psychic thank you very much and uh, we'll be back next week after, on Thursday I think yeah, after the Barcelona game yeah. cheers bye bye this is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. For all our other football titles, go to playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.